0: and welcome back to new goggles welcome back welcome back of course new goggles is the place to be it's good solid biblical teaching for you and your family i don't know where that just came from honestly i did not rehearse that (laughs) okay uh, listen it's just i'm excited to do this and by you know listen i'm really just getting over i had a bad fever over the last few days, I still have some congestion and things like that, so I apologize if I cough a little bit and you know, uh, I do some you know stuff like that. But uh, this is uh, this is going to be really good. But I just want to start out with a little bit of a re- review from chapter one, and and again, if you haven't watched the other ones, go back and watch them in order because each one of these. Builds upon the next one. And the goal of the system is to have you deprogrammed using God's methods, God's word, uh, deprogrammed from what Pharaoh has taught you and getting you to see through new lenses, hence new goggles, and seeing the world through God's eyes. Because if you're walking with God and Jesus says, take my yoke, you know, he's going to do it with you. Um, and if you're yoked to Jesus, that means you're little, literally walking arm in arm. And, you know, if he looks to the left, you're looking to the same left. He is, If he looks to the right. You're looking to the same right. He is. And we want to see the world through the father's eyes and see the mission before us. Uh, so we can do the work that we are created to do. So in the very first chapter, we talked about, you know, the two trees, uh, and really being one choice and the The one choice, the only way to eternal life, you know, with God is to choose Jesus Christ and to have the infilling of his Holy Spirit in you uh, because you cannot do this alone. Uh, You need God. uh, You need his spirit. You cannot do it without his spirit and you can't do it without each other. We are built relationally as people. So, you know, and also we we touched on, you know, what God's purpose for us uh, is to do his eternal work. We are called to do things, uh, obviously not all of our, everything we do in life is going to transfer into the kingdom of God, I mean into the eternal kingdom of God, and we get our new bodies and all that stuff, but some stuff does, and if you have eternity started the moment you were born again. If you're not born again, get born again. Uh, But the moment you were born again is when your new eternity started. That's when you became a new creature in Christ. He created the God-man, the new Adam. And that's way we can, you know, our sins are paid for, and we could go into the kingdom of God. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but... Uh, It's important to know who you are in Christ, and if your eternity started now, wouldn't you want to start working towards doing work that actually passes through into the kingdom? I think when you get there, you'll be glad you did, and uh, there's going to be a lot to it. So that was, uh, you know, in, in chapter one, we touched on those, and then in chapter two, we talked about the law. And I must admit, I got a little bit of pushback on that. Uh, And I'm confident in the statements I made. Uh, Jesus fulfilled the law. He didn't say, okay, you can break every law now. No, the law was given by a loving father who says, listen, you do this, there's probably going to be consequences. It's not a salvation issue anymore, but there's going to be consequences. So we do want to walk in obedience to God. That is true. However, um, if we're only focused on, oh no, I can't break a rule. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of rules. There's a lot of laws, folks. 613, I believe, is the number. Um, memorize them and uh, and do your best. The fact is we are going to mess up. And the fact is, the closer we get to Jesus, the more we start to see uh, what we are to do and what he has taught us to do, which is what we're going to talk about today, um, you're going to sin less. The more Jesus comes into your life, the more uh, you're walking in relationship with him, walking in obedience, the less we're going to sin. It just happens. It's a miracle of God. So this, that's really, really important. And then the uh, the last episode was really about getting rid of what Pharaoh has taught you. And that's a longer process for mo- most people. Uh, could God do it in an instant? Oh, sure. He didn't do it in an instant for me. Some things he took away right away. But it really is a pressing in with him. And, you know, he is a gentleman. You are in control of the relationship, believe it or not. He created you that way. And the more you press into him, the more he will press into you. And it's just, it takes some time. And I did talk about doing sabbatical. Uh, sabbatical is important. Um denying of yourself, getting away from other people, getting away from other influences, if you really want to decipher uh, which voice is God's, I think there's no other way to do it other than to spend time alone uh, without the distractions, without the noise, and to just really tune in. And, you know, uh, listen, there's a lot of examples that I gave out last week about, you know, 40 days in the desert. Do you need to do 40 days? Well, probably be good if you could. Um, that was Jesus example, uh, and many others examples, but look, you know, uh, I take it in bite sized chunks for, you know, if you have a, uh, you know, if you own a house, if you have a family, uh, 40 days alone in the wilderness, uh, might not be as easy for you as, uh, as others. So, But getting away and scheduling some time and maybe even making a bit of a regular practice, you know, once a year or something like that. Go for a few days, uh, you know, three days, five days, seven days, and uh, just spend time alone with the Lord. I know you'll be blessed by doing that. So that brings us up into this particular teaching, and this one is going to be strategic in a lot of ways. Why? Because God is strategic. Was he strategic when he did the foundations of the earth? Yeah. <laughs> One thing at a time, bang, 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 bang. Uh, God is very strategic in everything he does. And uh, God is a worker. And I, you've heard me say this on the program multiple times, Uh, And if you read the Proverbs, God really does not like laziness, folks. Uh, Being lazy is not good. Read the Proverbs and get the conviction and turn your life around if you are lazy. Look, we all have a little bit of laziness, and and I think we're all entitled to a little bit of couch time from, you know, here and there. And uh, certainly there's a day of rest built into God's program, uh, keeping a Sabbath, Uh, but we're supposed to be busy and, and listen, work doesn't mean you have to go and work for someone else. Uh, you could just be a, a, a full-time parent. You could be a, a mom at home taking care of kids. That's a pretty busy job and it's an admirable job. And, you know, but there are things we are called to do and God has mimicked. He has shown us his pattern for your life. And, you know, God says, only do what I have done, right? And he also says, freely I gave to you, so freely you should give to others. That's in Matthew. Um, we'll get back to that perhaps a little bit later. But when we look at what God models and he expects for us, um, Let me just uh, skip down on my note here. Give me one second. Yeah, there it is. So, what does he model? So, first of all, um, we looked at who who God is, and we call God the Trinity. So there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, you could almost look at it, uh, you know, you know, you can compare it to a family—a a father, a mother, a child. Uh, you could look at it as a corporation. Uh, you know, you have an executive branch, you have the the working branch, and you then you have the work, the management, then you have the uh, the workers. Uh, there's all kinds of ways that you can compare this example, but God works in harmony with his purposes. And he has from the beginning. And uh, he's modeled this not only all the way through the Old Testament, uh, God's pattern for his working plan for you, essentially, because he's only expecting you to do the things that he has done. And he's modeled how to do it. He's modeled it in much bigger ways, of course. But uh, Jesus also came to earth and he modeled a life that is pleasing to god obviously because he is god so when we look at some scriptures uh you can look at uh and again i'm not going to read all the scriptures i'm going to let you do that and i don't want to derive the pleasure of you dis- discovering the scriptures for yourselves but look at uh, genesis uh 1 26 uh you can look at Matthew 11, 28 to 30. And I would also look at Romans 8 to 17. Romans 8 has so much in it. Um, and uh, I think it Hebrews uh, chapter 2, uh, verses 9 through 18 will be a good foundation for you. So again, Jesus says, I only ask of you what I ask of myself. And that, you know, is really what that one in Hebrews is all about. So before we get going on all this stuff and the strategies behind it, um, and how God is going to work with you in your life, I want to give you some tools that, uh, that I wrote down, uh, this comes again, you know, a lot of this stuff, I, there's, there's a few books that have really changed my life and I'll give them a plug right now. Uh, the first one and I, and a lot of my stuff that I'm coming from here is I've taken a lot of, uh, courses from, uh, Dennis Peacock and, uh, he has a website. It's go strategic. And, uh, that's worth going to as a resource. Uh he wrote a book, though, and uh, I believe you can still find it if you go on to Amazon. Uh, it was a life-changing book for me, one of the ones that really stands out, and it's called Doing Business God's Way. And yeah, it is focused on the marketplace, but I think the, uh, the lessons really apply to life, and that really is a foundational thing for almost everything I'm bringing forward here. Um, and beyond that, uh, one of the people who works with him is a, uh, author out of uh, Canada here. Uh, and I've met, I've met all these guys. They really have mentored me. Uh, the second one is Earl Pitts and Earl Pitts wrote a book called wealth, riches, and money. And it is brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. Um, And, uh, and well, the third person is, uh, is my friend, Tim, who actually really did walk with me and disciple me, uh, brought me through a lot of this material. Uh, we studied together and did Bible studies for a few years together. Uh, to this day, uh, I could still give him a call, uh, if I ever have any problems. I have, I'm really fortunate that I have many people in my life that I consider, um, counselors. And actually there's a, a few people that I have given, you know, authority in my life. So if they see something that I'm not doing right, uh, you know, they, they will correct me. And, and certainly when I do need some help making decisions, I have a number of them and some of them I'll call, uh, you know, depending on the situation, but, uh, you know, including the, the people who brought me to Christ, my spiritual father and mother, Uh, Walton Winnie uh, are their names, and they have always been great. Um, You know, just I have so many elders from the second church that I went to. uh, We're just you know phenomenal people, and of course uh, I have the benefit of having you, the great uh, listener, uh, right on radio listener, or uh, maybe you're not even a right on radio listener, and you just found this teaching the new goggles. Uh, I get held accountable by you guys, and. Look, I do say some incorrect things from time to time. It happens when you talk for hours and hours a, a week. Uh, you, sometimes it's going to slip up. And and uh, when I do get corrected, and, and it doesn't happen that often, uh, thankfully, I, I because I do try to pr- be careful about my words, um, I'll receive it most of the time. If someone sends me a correction, it's like, yeah, I'll receive it and, you know, Uh, and I appreciate it. So you can hold me accountable too. Uh, if you're, if you're just an accuser, by the way, that's how we work in our chats. You, if you're an accuser, you get banned. If you have questions like Jeff, uh, what, what are you talking about here? I think you're off base. Perfectly fine, man. You know, perfectly fine. So God has a working plan for your life. And God is very strategic. So here are, uh, let me just find, there's some stuff here. Uh, I have so many notes, folks. Bear with me. It's worth it. Let me just go. Here we are. So first of all, I want to give you the tools, some things that you are going to need to implement into your life to truly be successful at uh, running out the course that God has planned for you. So these things you're going to want to write down and you're going to want to commit to because they are very important. And the first one is prayer. Um, again, you can't do life alone, and you need people around you that will pray for you and with you. And you need the prayer people around you to also hear from God, because you need to petition God with certain things. And it's one thing to go get counsel, and you should always you know, go get counsel on anything that's big going on. Again, go to the Proverbs. It's all about wisdom. And getting counsel, and uh, but prayer is a huge resource, and it's not to be, you know, put in a back seat somewhere. Uh, we are called to pray. Jesus taught us to pray. He gave us the Lord's Prayer, even uh, which is like kind of an all-encompassing prayer, almost perfect. Uh, when you break it down, it probably is perfect. You also will need to work on your communication skills and your communication skills, not only with people around you, because we do want to speak with clarity. We do want to uh, represent things in the right way and Why this is important, uh, spoiler alert, you're called to disciple people. Um, This is how the kingdom is built. This is uh, one of our main tasks is to disciple. You know, we all call ourselves Christians. But do you know the the Bible only mentions Christian, uh, I believe, three times? Whereas the word disciple over 250 times. Look at the ratio. Are you to be a Christian or are you to be a disciple? And what is a disciple? A disciple is someone who is disciplined in learning. And the root of the word disciple really means to remove what is not supposed to be there. Because you were already made perfect. You were made in God's image. It's all the all the stuff that we got from the world that tacks onto us that we have to start to get rid of. Hence, new goggles and this whole deprogramming method that we have here. And so it's the removal of things that... Are not supposed to be there. So we do need to be able to communicate these things closely. So the first one was prayer, second one was communications, the third one is financial. And this does not mean you need to be rich, but you need to be a steward. And steward and finances obviously tie in together. Uh, you have to steward relationships. But you need, in this world, we need resources. And uh, what gets you resources? Well, it's usually going to be some financial. So no matter where you are in life, you need to be able to to operate. Uh, how effective are you going to be in the kingdom uh, growing the kingdom if you cannot maintain yourself. Uh, by the way, people aren't going to want what you've got <laughs> if you know if you have nothing if you're living out on the street or something like that. Um, you're you know, and then you try to witness to someone. Well, you know, it might work, but I think people really want to see someone who's living a life that, uh, and they say, "I want that life." So. Uh, finances are a part of it. And again, it's not about being rich. It's not a prosperity thing, but if you have to be able to operate, um, how can you go out and, you know, it takes gas money maybe to go to somewhere to witness to someone, you know, and if you don't have that in your budget, if you don't have $10 in gas, you might not be effective. And so, and so you're really not going to grow unless you have the ability to operate. You're not going to grow in uh, in your reach. And, uh, and also, you're not going to be able to give. And again, you know, God's kingdom principle is sowing and reaping. Buying and selling is the world system. Do we buy and sell? Yeah, we live in the world. But sowing and reaping is the way the kingdom does it. You need to, uh, so number four would be you need to commit to continually grow and work on whatever it is that God has had you uh, to do. You know, some are called to be teachers, some are called to serve, Uh, you know, uh, some are you know, you could be just a parking lot person at, at a church, but it could be such a vital role. And I shouldn't say just a parking lot church, but it's it's really just as important as uh, anyone else's job because that first impression coming into a church, or you know, there's all kinds of different roles. Some are called to be teachers. So if you're called to be a teacher, you want to be able to. You have to continually work on becoming a better teacher. Um. If you're an evangelist, that's essentially a salesman. Um you're going to take notes. Okay, listen, I didn't approach to someone this way and it didn't go so well. So, you know, and I've tried that four or five times and I'm batting zero. I probably have to change the way I approach someone. And so we constantly want to educate ourselves and usually right from the Bible because again, God has given us examples of all these things and You know, some of the examples that he gives us in each one of these situations will work better with your personality type than another one. But we need to continually go into uh, and want to improve at what God has called you to do. The other thing is, we really have to take an inventory of the people around us because we cannot do this alone, folks. We have to do this in community. We were built that way. That's God's order for this world. We are supposed to work together. And particularly, you know, when Jesus, you know, we're parts of the body. Uh, you know, if if you had a, a foot, you know, feet with no toes, uh, you're probably not going to be effective at walking. And, you know, we all are different parts of the body and we need to surround ourselves with people who complement our skill sets and complement the things that we are doing. And we cannot play up the relationship enough. Um, <coughs> excuse me. God is all was all about relationship, and he still is. He has a relationship with you, and he wants a relationship with more and more people on this earth. And I guess the 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 last thing, the last point here would be, we want to operate in revelation. And what do I mean by that? To oper- operate in revelation is to operate with an understanding of God's word, and an understanding of what the mission is, and underst- and how to properly understand it and how to apply it into different situations so working on revelation uh, rather than just past experience uh, although past experience can give you revelation of course but we want to work out of revelation and again that just ties back into the prayer it ties back into your relationships it ties back into continually educating yourself you see, these all th- these things work together for his glory, and uh, and that is you know, with these things, this is how you will be able to really get to accomplish uh, the skills that God has given you, and again, it's wisdom and discipline, uh, the wisdom of God the discipline to work in obedience and to uh, to do the things that he did. Now, when God looks at things, it's, well, you know, God is the beginning and the end. So from a strategy point of view, uh, that's a pretty big advantage. When you know the end, you can just backwards engineer it and, uh, and work out to your outcome. And that's why, you know, the devil will never win against him. He can't. Uh, especially when you're the author of the beginning and the end. But it's for us, if you have a goal and if you're able to do it, not everyone can think this way, but if your goal is to uh, plant a church in a new area, or even just to expand your Bible study, then, okay, well, how many people should we expand it to? What should be the first step? Okay, we are are three people now. We want to have 10 people. How do we do it? So knowing the end uh, of this phase, let's say, is 10 people, how do I do it? Well, I could just go and invite everyone and hope people show up. Okay. But do you really want to have the wrong people show up? you know, there's just different ways and that's maybe not the best example. Uh, but it's always best to look at the big picture and then just kind of work your way back, uh, from it. And, you know, uh, we do that in business all the time, of course. And, you know, it takes that way you're planning out and you're being resourceful in things. Uh, and then you have to be disciplined because when you could backwards engineer it, you say, okay, this is what I want to get. This is how I'm going to get it. And you assemble a plan that's being strategic, um, be obedient to the plan. Uh, but another thing that I want to point out is, uh, if you are going to plan things, bring it in prayer. But if you really want God to bless what you are doing, even if you know it's in his will, okay, God, I want to expand your kingdom. Don't just assume, okay, so, uh, and uh, and I've heard Hawaii is a place that needs help. So I'm going to go to Hawaii, and, uh, and I'm going to plant a church there. Okay, well, God would want a church, surely, in Hawaii. But uh, you fly there, you stay there for a couple months. It's expensive as heck. You lose all your money. You didn't get a church together. You come back with your tail between your legs. Why did God not bless it? Did you bring your plan to him? So, Lord, I feel, you know, it, during my prayer, I felt you put, you know, Hawaii on my heart. And uh, and maybe I'm called to build a church in Hawaii. So, you know, here's my plan. And, uh, you know. I've got to come up with you. First, I'm going to raise some funds. I'm going to get some people behind it so it's not me alone. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to set up contacts over there in advance uh, that are going to be there to receive me and to get working right from day one so I'm not wasting any time. I'm not wasting any of the resources. You see, this is a strategic plan, and you bring it a well-done plan. Imagine this. If you were going to go to just uh, start a business and you went to the bank and you said, hey, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to you know, build houses in Hawaii. Similar, right? I'm going to build a house in Hawaii. Uh, can you give me, you know, 150 grand? The bank's going to say, well, where's your plan? Oh, that's that's my plan. I'm going to go to Hawaii. I'm going to build some houses. And I figure, you know, with the cost of materials and that, it's about, yeah, $75,000 per house. I've gotten the land really cheap. It's on an off area of the thing. And, uh, yeah, that's my plan. Um, do you have the numbers? Do you, did you write it down? Uh, no, it's just, it's simple. The bank's not going to give you the money. Well, unless you sign your life away and you have a lot of equity to cover it. but You know what I mean? Point made. So how much more... If you're going to approach the king to bless a plan, should you not have a plan? You should have a detailed plan. Go to him with a detailed plan. Pray over it. Uh, get counseling on it. Bring it and present it to the Father. And you'll know if he blesses it or not. And you'll know whether to start or not. First of all, he'll probably put someone in your life to tell you, uh, Jeff, that's dumb. That's dumb you know, or he's going to put some people that are going to make it happen easy for you. So always come up with a plan and be strategic in what God is doing. Um, The other thing is, you know, we each have our callings in God. And I talked about being disciplined and wanting to educate yourself more and getting better and better. In that plan, but we really, like, you know, God will play you at your level. And what do I mean by that? It's not like there's different levels of favorites or anything like that, but it, it's really all at your skill level. Um, you know, is he going to send me uh, into Moscow by myself to preach to russians when i can't speak a bit of russian i'm not the right guy to send but you know um he's gonna if someone who's had a heart for russia and has been studying you know uh the russian language and the culture and stuff like that he's gonna play that person at that level it's like an athlete uh you know uh there's You know the A teams, B teams. There's the first line, the second line. The first line gets a lot more play time because uh, they've put in the they've put in the work. Maybe they have some natural ability, but they've put in the work. And so we do want to continually work at those things that God has called us to. And again, are you a servant? Are you a teacher? Are you a preacher? Are you an evangelist? Are you an apostle? Are you a prophet? um do you work at it if you're a prophet do you wake up in the middle of night and actually have that note of pad and paper beside your bed do you write these things down you know if you're uh, a teacher are you observing what's going on in the world and and then you know compiling notes and giving your students things that are useful to navigate that world that we're in so you've always want to practice at these things. And, uh, that is what's be, what is a disciple. <clears throat> it, that is a disciple. You have to practice it. You have to practice obedience. And as you do, it will be exposed in your lifestyle. Uh, look folks, uh, if you've, this broadcast has been going on for, um, well almost 2 years now it'll be 2 years oh it is 2 years <laughs> it's 2 years this month uh of july 2022 i started in july 2020 wow that's fast um look you'll see uh, an improvement in my skills as a podcaster you'll see that uh, you'll see an improvement uh in my walk with god I hope you do <laughs> because I, you know, I see an improvement in my walk with God. I So I'm doing these things. Uh, is it a process? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you were as fallen as me and that's not an excuse, but yeah, I, uh, led a pretty wild lifestyle and look, it wasn't, uh, I wasn't a cultic. I wasn't, you know, one of these guys, but I just, uh, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know, uh, that was a, a big part of my life and, you know uh, had to get rid of a lot of friends had to do a lot of a lot of changes and you know it takes time and and then you know there's some hurdles that we experience or I did I I, no, I wasn't really accepted by the church a lot of the churches I've gone to were people who were kind of raised in a church and then here comes someone who's rough around the edges and you know I really am and uh you know, people didn't know how to take me. Uh, it was only older folks, really. You know, uh, people that were you know old enough to be my parents that w- really embraced me, but people my age or thereabouts, uh, I still really haven't formed many good relationships there. Uh, mind you, I do have a couple, couple really good brothers that, uh, one, uh, one brother and one sister we were baptized together and, uh, we still walk together and uh i have another brother who's just been fantastic always there for my call and he lives in the bible this guy lives alone in the wilderness off grid you know um he has a telephone but that's about it you know he it's wood heat it's uh, you know he's living as close to god as he can get and uh and he really spends all day just uh worshiping the lord and uh and reading scripture and you know he has such a pure heart and uh, when i just he's been just an amazing person in my life but again there's those relationships right so practice the truths and they're exposed in your lifestyle and i'll just uh philippians 3:17 uh first timothy 4:16 and uh I'll give you one more go to hebrews 5 uh, 12 through 14 and you know just before I close out here I just I, I just talked about relationships and how I had to get rid of a lot of relationships and and in the beginning I said we can't do this alone we need relationships so these are not easy to navigate all these things because there's a human element to it. And you don't want to just push someone away. Um, You know, maybe I'm called to witness to that person or, you know, but I think the way we need to do it is to prioritize your relationships. And, you know, this, this is probably going to sound bad, but, when we prioritize relationships, when you have goals and you have things that God has called you to do right now, because, you know, what are your circumstances? What has God put in your life right now that you're supposed to be dealing with it? Well, you want to call on those relationships that are going to actually help you accomplish whatever it is that God has put before you. So one of the things right now for in my life, because you know, this, this podcast is, you know, now how I make my living, you know, uh, and I don't think there's ever going back to the professional world after putting out the type of information that I've put out in the last, you know, I've kind of burnt the bridge uh, in many ways professionally. So, you know, I rely on you guys and, you know, uh, your donations your support when I put out products. Uh, things like that I really rely on you so I have to surround myself with people who are going to help me accomplish my goals and yeah one of my goals is provide for my family Uh, look I still have a you know a mortgage I, I live in a house you know I have expenses like everyone else inflation's hitting me like crazy worse than where you are if you're in the United States I'm in Canada wow you know. Seven and a half dollars a gallon of gas, uh, 50% tax rates, you know, um, and I try to be strategic about it because, for instance, if people who go to my Patreon account, which is uh, on Podbean, uh, you know, you can hit the donate button uh, on right on radio.podbean.com and uh, <coughs> it comes out billed in my company name, which is the speakers company. And I do that because rather than giving the government 50%, 50%, I can give them 15%, right? So that's being strategic. But with the, you know, so if I need to get donations, and I need to get people listening, if I need to get people to, you know, buy my courses once in a while, and stuff like that, then I need to surround myself with people who help me create good content. And, you know, right now, at the you know, I've got a pretty good team around me. And, you know, it's there's a lot of people in the background that help feed, um, you know, information, because I can't look at everything. Uh, a lot just our digs channel the, all the people that contribute to that, you know, this is a, uh, and I have to prioritize my time and look at what people are posting. And I have to, uh, you know, get the right guests sometimes and so prioritizing those relationships and you know do i spend more time with the people who help me with my podcast than i do with uh with my friends outside just in the in my social networks absolutely i spend more time and and just like you probably spend more time with your people that you co-work with uh because you're at work eight 10, 12 hours a day. And, uh, you know, by the time you get home, spend time with your family and that, how much time do you have to go out with the boys or the girls? You know, maybe once a week, couple hours. That's what it comes down to, right? Uh, But um, I'll give you just some good reading for for this part here uh, would be Luke 14, 26, through 35 and uh yeah so prioritize get your prayer be strategic do what god did and god you know jesus christ surrounded himself with people he chose his disciples he chose them can you choose who you're going to disciple yeah does everyone who comes into your life automatically qualify to be the disciple? No. Some people won't be able to learn from you. But we are called to disciple and we want to always have a plan to lift people up. And part of lifting people up and this is the hardest one is sometimes you have to be able to chastise them. You have to be able to hold someone to account. Um, That's not judging. Well, sure, I guess it is. Yeah, but it's judging against God's word. It's not, and you're not doing it, you know, where's your heart in doing it? But a father disciplines those who he reproves. So if God loves you, he's going to discipline you. And if you love the person you're discipling, you're going to discipline them as well to make them a disciplined learner and to walk more in obedience. Not obedience to you, but that's how we grow and we grow together. And by the way, people you're discipling can hold you accountable too. and That will happen and uh, that's a really good sign when it comes. So remember that As you train, it's going to take some sacrifice in your life. God sacrificed himself. And the sacrifice is worth it. The sacrifice, again, being a disciple, the meaning of the word disciple is actually removing which is not supposed to be there. And then walking in what is supposed to be there. And uh, Jesus picked his disciples. He trained them up. He was strategic in everywhere he went. He prayed for people. He blessed people. He rebuked people when it was necessary. But he always, always... He never expected his disciples to do anything that he did not do himself. And he, before coming to the world as a man, showed us even through his creation, through the way he handled his prophets, through the way he did everything, he has always given us an example. And the word of God is your example and God's working plan for your life hey uh, give us a give me a thumbs up uh, leave some comments you know help get the algorithm up I think this is good teaching and a lot of people will benefit from it it's very systematic and uh, I know if you do the work the promise is your life will be transformed and I can only tell you from personal experience that this has worked on me and it's worked with others that I've, because I, I kind of been living this for the last number of years. So the people who are close to me in my life, this is, these are the kind of the things that we work on together. And, uh, I hope you enjoyed it again, hit that thumbs up, leave a comment if you don't mind. And, uh, May God bless each and every one of you, and may God's word go into you as you do the work, you study, and you get this teaching into you. Your life will change, and you're going to bless many people around you, and you're going to start to do that work that goes through all of eternity